Hello, hello out there. Welcome to Omo, everybody. Welcome to the house party. Hey. Love the fest, Jerry. <laughs> oh, I think it's, I'm thinking about making it permanent. Very nice. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rosie Deloach. I've got my host here. You guys introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Jerry Lynn, for those of you who don't know me. I'm Chris Jacoby. Hi, guys. And then we've got, not behind the scenes this time, we've got Jason Peoples with us. Can you wave, Jason? Hello. How are you? Jason, Hello. Jason Hello. makes this sound good. He's our wonderful editor. As so. well as a producer as well. He makes a lot of decisions about our content, and it's good to see his face and hear his voice. Thank you. Yeah. So we're pretty sure if you're here, you know Omo. Uh, uh, if, but if there's anyone out there who's new, Jerry, where did the name Omo come from? Ah, from Stradivari's screw-up son, Omo Bono. And, uh, you know, if a guy who is as good as Omo Bono can get laughed at, then I guess we all can too. I just saw recently that Omo is also shorthand online for odd man out. <laughs> and it's, I, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Chris, can you tell people how we started this project? Yeah, yeah, we were all at the Oberlin Restoration Workshop together, and uh, I had, I, I've known Jerry for years, I love you, Jerry, and I met Rosie there in person, we'd been talking online, and I'd, I'd been checking out um, her project, her podcast project, which was uh, Rabbit Hole Motel, and I was super impressed, and super impressed with uh her good taste, and uh, basically I, I said to these guys, you know, if we aren't the first, someone else will be, and I feel like we can really do something where we can take this community and make it feel like um, the community exists even when we're all alone in our little ateliers all over the world. Yeah, yeah. So we thank you guys for being a part of this tonight. Thanks for joining us. Thank you to the VSA who hosted so many excellent workshops and speakers this week and for adding us to the end of their lineup. We appreciate you guys. Uh, and uh, we've got a special show for you tonight. This is a quiz show and we have got some guests here that we are going to interrogate. Uh, Chris and Jerry, why don't you introduce our guests tonight? Well, we have the Raging Cajun from Lafayette, Louisiana, the owner of Solo Violins and mom to two kids with epic hair, Anya. No relation to David Burgess. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Good to be here. Glad to be here. And in the blue corner, we have Indianapolis violins. We've got a Christopher Ulbricht in a Guatemalan hat. He's the ginger ninja, and he's coming for you, Anya. <laughs> Where are you at, Chris Ulbricht? Uh, I'm right here. I'm in uh, my uh, living room in Indianapolis, and uh, I'm ready for some trivia. You guys, for some in trivia, uh, we have a special gold medal, which was made by the Poppy Jacoby. Mm -hmm. It says, your asum first omo by the Poppy <laughs> So this is, you guys can have this on your wall. I don't, I don't know. Not, nobody has one of these. If you're better at trivia than your opponent. I've got Google right here. Just kidding. So Anya and Chris Ulbricht, uh, you have with you a violin at your desk, paper and pencil, so you're ready. Oh, okay, hold on. Okay. 
All right, all right, all right. All right. So, folks, we've asked you to have a violin in front of you. Chris and Anya, do you have your violins? Show me your violins. Okay. How fast can you get the sound post out of that violin? Go! <laughs> All right, good form. Good form. Uh, I'm done. Done. No, you have to get it out. You yeah, man. Get on. it out. Oh. Get it out. Come on. Oh, God. Customer's waiting. Get it out. Look at that. They're both just looking at the ceiling like a bunch of thieves. <laughs> <laughs> My wife just brought me liquor and it tastes funny. I think she might be trying to kill me. <laughs> What do you think's in it? Anya got it. Not okay. sure. Yay, Anya. Yay. All right, wait, wait. I'll keep track. Uh, Anya, see. speak so we can see you. Hey. Here's my first. There we go. Show there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Point on one. Okay. <laughs> Are we ready for the next round? Yes. yes. Get your pen or your pencil and your blank piece of paper in front of you. Got it. What, you got it? Yeah. You got it? You got yours, Chris? I'm ready okay. to go. Yeah. Okay. Um, put your pen on the paper. What you're about to draw, you cannot lift your pen from the paper. Got Thank it? Gosh. Got it. Okay. Whoever has the best execution of what I'm going to tell you to draw wins. You've got 10 seconds to draw an F-hole. Go. Oh, he died. Five, oh. four, three, two, and stop. And Anya say something and Chris say something so we can see. Ooh. Right here. There's mine. <laughs> There's mine. Oh, my goodness. Right, so who? let's Jason Peoples make the call. I'll put okay. mine on an arch right here. Anya, oh. did, Anya did, did you lift your pencil? Yeah. Did I lift my pencil? No. Yeah. Seriously, Anya. <laughs> <laughs> I think Anya like, I was looking pretty good. And, I was trying to do the Knicks in one, one you know, line. Yeah. That's where I left off. You're, you're in. You, you win. <laughs> All right. Oh. Yeah, Anya, way to go. I feel like the fun. ninja was robbed. <laughs> That's all right. Anya made a pretty good effle. All right, guys, are you ready for number three? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, what is a plot line that is not actually in the red violin? A, an orphan child prodigy dies on the day of his big performance from a heart defect, is buried with his violin, and it is later stolen by grave robbers. B, Samuel L. Jackson dupes an auction house by swapping the red violin with a London copy and takes it home to his daughter. C. A luthier in Paris gets grossed out by the amount of finger cheese left on a fingerboard. Write your answer down. And they got to hold up their, their A, B, and C. Sorry, Dan. Hold it up. Oh. <laughs> Trevor. He's got it. He's got it. Oh, you said C? Okay, I'll say, uh, I'll say A. Ah, and Ulbricht gets a point. Ulbricht oh. gets a point. The all answer right, we're... Is B, a Luther in Paris gets grossed out by finger cheese, although we all know this definitely happened in a violin that's this old. 
So one point for Ulbricht. Hot facts. Hot facts. <laughs> you guys ready for number four? Ready as I'll ever be. Huh? What, what'd you say, girl? What ready as I'll ever be. She's going to get it. Uh, in March of 2019, cellist Katinka Klein and Leah Cole created an experimental project called Water Under the Bridge, where they assembled 30 cellos and floated them in water, attempting to swim with them. What was the goal of this art piece? This is going to be another write your answer down. Uh, so A, making luthiers upset around the world. B, exposing the transient nature of music, showing how quickly it sinks and decays. C, Exploring the ways soaked wood can actually benefit sound. Write your answer down. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> what was the point of throwing 30 cellos and some Chicagoans into a swimming pool? Oh. A, B, or C? Yeah. A and B. The answer is A. Oh. <laughs> While the performance. It's rigged. <laughs> While the performers were quick to point out that none of these cellos were actually playable and heading for the trash heap, and uh, the piece being an exploration of the baggage we all keep with us and how to let go, the real effect was everyone we know on Facebook in this community being completely aghast at these poor cellos that should have been donated to schools. Hey. Oh, okay. Ah. All right. <laughs> I ran off because I noticed there's an extra ding later and I cannot be naked. So I had to get something to put on when the next one comes. <laughs> it's live. <laughs> all right, where are we? We're <laughs> at number five. All right, all right, Jerry, you're up. Oh. Okay, for your next question, what performer in history made a deal with the devil? The first one to answer wins. Robert Johnson. Uh, somebody before Robert Johnson. Played no, violin. Anya? Uh, <laughs> like the devil went down to Georgia? Right yeah. Charlie Daniels. Charlie Hasselblad. Charles Daniels. <laughs> Lose. <laughs> Violinist had Marfan syndrome. Yeah, Giant hands. hands. Would break the strings in the middle of performance. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a bell. That's not true. Yeah. Um, anyone who wants to see really uncomfortable sex scenes should watch Klaus Kinski's 70s movie Paganini, wherein he plays violin so well that all the horses in town have to get it on, and they show that in the movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm so putting that on family movie night. <laughs> so that's right. Through a speculation on Paganini's mystery of the violin, mastery, mastery of the violin coming from his thousands of hours of practice, his ability to just remove his chin rest, or the theory that he had Marfan syndrome, which affects connective tissue. He is widely remembered for being such a profound player. The devil must have been involved. You would also accept the answer, Pablo. You know, oh, we, we are go. already winners. Think about it. <laughs> oh, Pablo. Thanks, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, You're guys. Welcome. We are halfway there. All right. So to summarize, Anya has three points. Albrecht has two points. Oh, see, I read the first one to answer wins. So I'm like, Anya won, it's over. I <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> and uh, Chris, real quick, we're going to take a break. You're going to tell us a bit about a poster that you have drawn that is for Elijah McLean. Yeah, so I, I drew up a poster of Elijah McLean. Uh, Elijah McLean was killed in Aurora, Colorado a few months ago by police outside his home. Uh, Elijah was a violinist. Elijah was 23. Uh, I'm sure most of you have seen the pictures of him playing at the animal shelter. Um, he'd go down and play music for the cats in the shelter because he didn't want them to feel lonely. Um, and we wanted to do something to help support the Elijah McLean Fund, which was started on GoFundMe by his mother to raise money for legal fees and to set up a foundation that will be used to help the black community and victims of police brutality. Um, the poster is one of many by many artists that are much better than me. Right now it's on very white paper. It's gonna read a little better. We're gonna, we're gonna get it onto something ivory or, or you know, a little bit of aged yellow or something. Mm -hmm. um, it's got its last words here. It just says justice for Elijah McClain. Um, but for all of you that listen and enjoy Omo, thank you. And we're giving 100% of the profit from selling this poster to the Elijah McClain Fund. It's uh, $20 for a poster shipped in the contiguous US, $10 for any additional copies in the same shipment. Um, I want to be clear, we want to be clear, the VSA isn't affiliated with this and it's not politics. Um, you can reach out for one at mail at omopod.com and please be sure to let us know if you were an OMO Patreon member. Um, it feels good to try and do something for somebody who feels like part of the tribe, you know? People who listen to OMO are musicians. They're more than just uh, we bench monkeys. And uh, th this kid went down and played his violin for cats on his time off from, from work. And uh, uh, it feels good to try and do something for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, our friend Michelle Bartos. Uh, if Michelle, if you're there, can you unmute yourself and say hello? Hi, um, Michelle. Hello. Hi. Uh, Michelle reached out when she heard about this and said, "How can I help?" Um, she is our basically the Omo artist and did our uh, Omo Bono prayer candles. Our um, let's see. She's got the poster over her. Yeah, I've got one of those. Jones t-shirt and poster. So she's she's excellent. Look at these look at these pets in here. We got going. Fantastically talented artist, and she stole my dog. <laughs> Do you want to see Garfunkel? Yes. Yes, please. Oh, look, there's the poster right there. Give, give me a moment, now I get Garfunkel oh. in here. <laughs> okay. Take your mute on. I love. I don't. I just want to tell her I wanted to see Garf. <laughs> Brit. Hi, Britt. Um, while she's getting that, uh, so she said, how can I help? I would love to do some pet portraits, individual pet portraits. So if you want to have a custom pet portrait, uh, the donation of $75 will do that. Uh, keep in mind, she, um, she's a person with a job and only so much bandwidth. So uh, she's only going to be able to do two. So if you're interested in that, reach out to us. That will also go to the Elijah McLean Fund. Thank you. Okay, and sorry, I do have a special guest here. The the dog formerly known as Chris Jacoby's dog. Come here, buddy. Oh. 
Garfunkel. Hey. You son of a bitch. It is Garfunkel. Hey, Garfunkel. <laughs> I knew he'd want to see everyone, so there he is. Hey, buddy. Hi. He doesn't like my lap. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Yeah. Okay, just to remind everybody, we're, we're going to go back to this competition. We have got Anya with three points, Ulbricht with two points. Yeah. And away we go with the next question, which I think belongs to me. Humans like to do weird things with instruments. We've all seen wild things across our workbenches, tie-dyed colored violins, bizarre heads on scrolls. We've seen cello plant pots on instrument carnage and repairs done with screws. What's a real life second use for a cello that people have employed? A, in a Las Vegas bar, a cello was lined with epoxy resin to create the world's largest martini. Hold on a second, I need a drink after that. <laughs> B, Dr. Martin Bensick housed a hive of 20,000 bees inside a cello. He removed the back and replaced it with plexiglass so they could watch the bees inside and his cellist wife even placed the instrument from time to time. It's a hell of a lot of buzz. <laughs> C, in a recent security check in LaGuardia, blocks of heroin were discovered neatly packed bricks uh, taped to the inside of the cello cavity under the top plate. The cello's owner purchased a second seat for the cello's flight, but judging from the photos, the cello was not worth the price of the seat. <laughs> so which is it, A, B, or C? All right. I was going to say the same thing. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. You guys both win. One point for each of you. Yes. Good job, you on you. your very own cello hive of bees, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. But don't do the heroin thing. <laughs> These Correct. people wouldn't, or would they? <laughs> Number seven. No promises. In the spring of 2015, a theft ring for instruments was uncovered in the South, in and around Atlanta, Georgia. One of the masterminds being arrested at our friend Pablo Alfaro's shop while trying to sell them stolen violins. When police discovered all the contraband collected from dozens of shops, where was it found? A, hidden in plain sight, decorating the walls of a local Italian restaurant. B, the undercarriage of a travel bus. C, an extended stay hotel in Roswell, New Mexico. <sighs> What was the first one again? Hidden in plain sight, decorating the walls of a local Italian restaurant. There might be wine on mine. <laughs> like the walls of my Italian restaurant. <laughs> you guys both said A? All right, all right. Chris? Yes? You said an extended hotel stay in Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> But it's Roswell, Georgia. Yeah, no, there were no aliens. Oh, I was going to pick that. See? I was going to pick that too. I was going to pick the I was going to pick that. I thought you didn't go to New Mexico. All right. All right. Listen to that episode. It's a flash number seven. Do you put cooked rice or raw rice into the violin to clean it? Raw. What? On you one. Damn. <laughs> yes. Good job, Anya. Or Chris has three. I, I live in rice country, so I, I, I know these things. Oh. We got a lot of rice in South Louisiana. <sighs> okay. 
I'm supposed to be shorter so you can see it's a VSA one. Oh, hold on. Right up here so you can see my VSA thing. It was just nipples. That's all it was. Hey. Cute look. And I need to drink after that. <laughs> I oh, forgot God. there was another dish. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm going to start hitting the bell and see what I can get. <laughs> You don't even have to hit the bell. It'll just show you. <laughs> Those, days has pictures. <laughs> Those days are over. The circus has left town. <laughs> okay, so moving on because there's no place else left to go. Uh, question number eight. What's the name of a line of American-made violins that date back almost as early as original Italian violins? Age. Chris, this is my question. Sorry, sorry. Thanks. <laughs> A, Tiempa Humera. B, Terra Humera. C, Taco Humaco. Albert says B. Anya says B. You are both correct. Yay! Yay! The Terra Humera. Also I, answered, I answered first now. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I mean, is that worth a half a point? Sure, I'm going to put a half a point. Yeah. <laughs> what? You're an easy mark. Don't let him push you around, Rosie. All right, all right. The Terra Humera, also known as the Raramuri, indigenous peoples from present-day Mexico, made violin copies dating back to the mid-1500s, a century before Stradivarius. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Over it. Burgess, no relation, thank God. If you had a customer who was curious about playing Baroque style, what would be a good first step? A, invest in a proper Baroque instrument. B, try a Baroque bow and some gut strings on your current instrument. C, nobody listens to Baroque music. <laughs> C, B, C. <laughs> I give that to Anya. <laughs> I totally do. At least do. a point and a half right there. I'm going to give her a half point. So. <laughs> I just subscribed to Apollo's Fire. Yeah. Like the, their, their, their streaming season, like the Cleveland uh, period thing. So I had to keep it real and say that I do listen to Baroque music. So. <laughs> Actually, I do too. <laughs> All right. Yes, according to our recent guest, Sarah Peck, a great way to get a feel for Baroque style is to try a Baroque bow and some gut strings before you take a deep dive. From there, you might try a Baroque fingerboard, and finally after that, you may want to invest in the whole instrument. Good job, guys. Hey, y'all, Will, Will Webby took off his shirt. Hey, Will Webby! <laughs> Thanks, buddy! My brother! Um, so wow. I have to, Will Webby sent us a photo a while back of him shirtless, and there is somewhere on my hard drive, you know those Omo stickers, the blue Omo stickers? I I did Photoshop him on Will's nipples, so <laughs> I, I will I will share that at some point. We're gonna get we're gonna make T-shirts. <laughs> so my my son was doing dragon art for a couple of years or a couple of years ago and uh, and made T-shirts and Will bought one. Nice. I shipped, I shipped a dragon art T-shirt to Will. Oh, <laughs> two of them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Jerry, this is our final question for our contestants today. 
It is our final question, and I'll try to make it good. Uh-uh. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the screw and eyelet used in modern bows. Do we speculate the idea came from a local French brothel? <laughs> Chris. Uh, Le Screw and Eyelet was the name Thank of you. that brothel. Yes, sorry. Good, yes. good job. Good job. What way to sell that? <laughs> B, scales used to weigh small items. Or C, clock making parts. What is your say, Anya? Two winners again. C. In the late 1700s, Nicholas Pierre Tort married a widowed clockmaker and inherited all the clockmaking paraphernalia as well. Among many changes, he adopted using the screw and eyelet inside the stick behind the frog. Screw and eyelet that we use today for modern bows is not far removed from the clockmaking parts that were used in that day. Summary, guys. Uh, we have got Anya. Eight and a half points. Albrecht, six and a half points. Oh! Omo winner, receiving a gold VSA medal. Right. Uh, nice. I was, I, I, I was hoping for that. Good yeah. game, Anya. High five. Good game. <laughs> okay, but uh, there is a chance of a uh -oh. secondary medal. You guys have 15 seconds to locate or create your violin-themed COVID mask. Rosie, are you ready? Almost. Oh. Um, go. Go. <laughs> it was just in your underpants. It's the whole time. 11, 12, 3, 2, and stop. What up, suckers? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, is is it violin themed though? Yeah, it's got like vials and shit on it. I'm at holes, but you can't see it. I've got a cello and a violin. Oh, I think Albrecht wins that one. Yeah. <laughs> I had a caterwauling cat. Sorry. <laughs> Man, I love a consolation prize. Yeah. You <laughs> Get medals. It's like a it's like a competition for millennials. Yeah, participation trophies. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about it. I'm okay yeah. with it. You yeah. guys were awesome. Thank you for being a part of this. I was gonna Thank tell y'all I, I wore my lucky underwear yesterday, and uh, <laughs> and so I don't I don't know. You just you didn't have the dedication to. I to know. I on. couldn't do it two days in a row, but still worked out. Still worked out. Way to go. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, this has been awesome. Thank you for everybody who uh, joined us to watch. We had a large audience tonight. That was awesome. And I didn't get to read a single comment. I'm going to go through them later. I'm, I'm happy to go through that. And uh, just a reminder, most of the questions we posted today, the answer to them is have been in previous OMO episodes. So uh, if you would like to learn a little bit more about the world of blue theory, we've got it here on OMO. And... Uh, what did I miss? Oh, uh, yeah. We'll be back for season three. Yeah. Sometime yeah. in January. You guys are so prolific. It's great. Well, thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening, for hanging out, for being part of the crew. Uh, thanks for being Homo sapiens. Um, we appreciate you. You are the reason why this community is fun. And uh, we love you guys. Um, 
There will be posts about um, Bartakos' amazing offer to do some pet portraits and about the poster. And uh, check in with us if you've got a silly story or something nice to say or, or some criticism or you just want to say hey. Yeah, we're always looking for more stories. So. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.